Hello and welcome to Facing Death and then Living Your Life podcast. We could say that many of us, if not all, have faced a form of death. Could be a physical threat or an emotional one. This podcast is about life, death, and what can happen in between. My name is Andrea Cosadarte de Frank and I'm your host for this journey. I usually like to start the episodes with a disclaimer to make sure that you know that I am not an expert in this field. I am not a psychologist, I am not a life coach or a professional researcher of the human condition. I'm simply sharing my journey, what I have learned from my life, and I just want to present that to you. You are free to research and test things on your own if you feel like I'm giving any tips or anything for you to try. You are free to do so and you don't have to. But I hope that if you try any tips that I give, that you are willing to do it with an open heart. I'm also like I'm not a doctor. And if I mention any procedures or things of my treatments, it's just sometimes things that I find on the web, explanations, something like that. I'm just sharing my experience in all that process. Uh, hopefully, by now, you know, like, I don't know if this is your first time listening to me or if you have listened to any of the previous episodes, you will notice that I'm not very consistent. I don't do podcasts every month or at least not yet. The last time that I did one, if if I'm not mistaken, it was back in, uh, back in April, back in April, yeah, back in April, and it's uh, been, what, like, three months or so, yeah, the, so I just wanted to say hello again and share why it has been a while. Like uh, the podcast that, I, that I'm doing, my main goal or one of the goals is just to share my experience that I had when I experienced breast cancer in 2017. I was 37 years old back then and there were a lot of things going on there and last year I had the idea of sharing the podcast or sharing my experience through podcasts because it seemed like the easier. And I have done four so far, getting the hang of it. And sometimes we want to be perfectionists. And I realized that that's not the main goal. The main goal is to share the experience, to share what I've learned things that I still try to remember and practice in the present, especially with all the challenges that we have experienced with the pandemic and finding now what is our new normal. Because I sometimes I like to compare or not compare or try to remember what I went through that I learned that I can practice 
in any other challenge, not just that experience with cancer. And when I was trying to do the fifth episode, I was um, I was gonna start to focus. If you fo- if you have heard the things in the past, the episodes, I was trying to focus on like the sequence, and I reached the point where I got to start talking more in depth of the surgeries and the treatment. I have probably given in one of the previous episodes just like a full overview of what was my whole process from wondering if I had cancer until, you know, until the last treatment and now that I'm in a treatment for osteoporosis because due to my treatment that I had, um, I was diagnosed with osteoporosis last year. And as I started prepping for that episode, and did the first recording where I was talking about the double mastectomy and the axillary nerve dissection surgery and more about understanding the struggles that we accept that we have to face and how do we accept them and other other stuff that I was planning. It was like a, a one hour long episode. And I don't know if you know or if I've said this before, but I, I'm, I tend to be more introvert person. There's times that I don't like to talk too much about myself. I like to be on my own. And this, I'm talking one hour about this, it was overwhelming, especially because then you have to think about editing and all that stuff. And I don't know if you know, but I also, if you heard by now, I'm also doing this podcast in Spanish. And when I was thinking, oh, I got to said again all this thing in Spanish like for an hour I was just it was just too much for me so I kind of stopped still in the back of my mind to go back to it but it it wasn't easy it hasn't been easy because the podcast it's not my priority like it's not my first priority it is one of the things that I want to keep doing just for sharing that experience and face, and how to face all the other stuff, all the other things. And I realized that, you know, I'm just putting this pressure on myself, that I don't have to follow a schedule for the episodes. I'm just doing them. They will come out when they will come out. I'm pretty sure if you listen to other podcasts, they're different, and maybe they're more focus on they have to follow an ep- like a schedule because there's like a lot of things of marketing and to get more people to listen to you but that's not my uh, drive so I, I'll do them and you listen to them when each one is bound to happen and also it's because I was putting myself pressure on Oh, like the first season of my podcast, I wanted to have these many episodes and talk about this many stuff and, you know, make sure that I don't say and very much or um, but I'm I'm not going to be a professional in this. I just, I just want to have fun and I want to feel like I'm having a conversation that we both 
can learn and keep growing in this life, in this journey. So if you were hoping to have more often episodes, I apologize in advance. In my, my mind, yeah, I want to do them more often. And also, like, I don't want long episodes. I like to keep them less than 30 minutes. I could be because I suffer for, like, <laughs> like I want things fast and quick. Then when I hear, so when I see podcasts that last, like, an hour, I like, sometimes, like, it feels like it's too overwhelming because I want to finish them and I can, and then I have to pause and come back. And I don't like that And when I'm recording because I'm doing two, two. And so it's, you know, I'm just going to take it easy and I'm going to enjoy it. I hope that you enjoy it as well. While I was prepping for the previous, like, initial, what was going to be this episode, I realized that I, when I was diagnosed and I was starting to go to all the doctor's appointments and all that stuff, I don't know if, if you do this or not, but when I was little too, like I kept you know, souvenirs or the letters from boyfriends or like cards, little souvenirs, mementos, and I was having like a box of memories. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was starting, because you start receiving a lot of pamphlets of information that you're supposed to read, but it's too much. And I was like, and I didn't want to read them back then. So I had found this nice box that I that I had, and I just kept starting putting all the things from all the appointments. And I found it, and I went through them, trying to organize to see what I had. And they gave me like three booklets of trying to give me information about what is breast cancer, about the your care team, getting second opinions. Even in one of them, there's this uh, explanation, this kind of detailed explanation of what you need to know about breast cancer. Like, let's say I have the booklet here, so like the cancer cells, the types of breast cancer, the tests, the treatments, the breast reconstruction. And the booklets, they're, all in all, they're, they're, they're not that, hard or long to read and one of them is you know like more than 40 pages explaining like uh, words you need to know and it was uh it was you know realizing that i didn't read them and i'm just trying to read a little bit more on that that i'm giving myself more ideas on what could the podcast share more on the podcast in one of the booklets that says, uh, it starts like from the National Cancer Institute that is called Taking Time. There's an introduction on how cancer will change your life. But the first part is about the feelings, the feelings that you might receive when you know that you have cancer. When I read the feelings, it's feelings that you might feel in any other situation, not just if you were diagnosed with breast cancer. And I realized that those feelings, I've been feeling them now that the 
there are guidelines about how to protect your, from yourself from the pandemic have been starting to get more loose. And we're starting to, where I lived, uh, things were very kind of strict for a long, long time. Uh, I lived in the Washington state. And, and me and my husband, we live here, we're not very social butterflies. We moved here recently and most of our families are in other states or in other countries. So we just started little to hang out with other people and go out more often. And starting, you know, they're probably in your case too, you're starting to travel more or you're not wearing the mask as often or not a lot of people in your neighborhood or community are wearing the mask. And we still are as much as we can. That it's, um, it's hard. It's hard to, for example, one of the feelings, well, usually the feelings are like, you might feel hope, denial, anger, fear and worry, stress, pain, guilt, loneliness, and gratitude. And I realized that the one that I'm feeling, that I, I know I felt when I was with breast cancer, but not as much because I was trying to remain very positive and I was just focusing on the present on taking one thing at a time. But fear and worry, like you're afraid of feeling too lonely or feeling different because of what you had to face. And now if we're feeling different, Either if you got sick during the pandemic or whatever issues that you have because you might feel worried that you kept your job or not or that you're paying your bills. And I just feel like, what can I do now? I mean, I remember, remember back then that I was just, I was just grateful for every, that I had had the option to get treatments, that I had the option to have surgeries. And now I'm trying to be grateful that the, that the time that we spent, that I spent with my husband during the pandemic, it, it was a good time. It was a good time. We tried to make the best of it. And we just were trying to do the best we could. And I guess I heard in the past that sometimes doing the, the most that you can is what you can hope for, to have that option of deciding how to feel, how to react to certain stuff, to certain things. For example, in this booklet, that says about fear and worry, that says the word cancer, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> says that the word cancer frightens everyone and that it's a diagnosis that most people fear more than any other. That is scary to hear that you have cancer. And right now it's scary that 
when you start going out more, or at least in my case, because we were living in different states and different things are different states are doing different rules while the pandemic that now is scary when we go to a place and it's crowded and people are not doing social distancing anymore it's scary to think like we're going to start traveling and going into an airplane and how are scary that i like i want to be able to keep wearing my mask if i go to a place that is a little crowded but fear that if i'm with another person that is not wearing a mask how that person is going to feel or me reacting that i don't, don't want to make the other person feel bad so it's like a lot of stressors that for you might sound silly but for another for other people like it's important like we still want i still want to take care of myself as if the pandemic is still like if COVID is still there are out in in the world with all these other variants why not to keep trying to protect yourself as best as you can without fearing that if you're wearing the mask or not it's gonna you're gonna be judged the booklet also say that some fears about cancer are based on stories, rumors, and old information. And most people feel better when they know what to expect. They feel less afraid when they learn about cancer and its treatment. And this is the thing with all these booklets. Like some people, they when they're diagnosed with whatever uh, sickness or disease, they go into research mode and try to learn as much as possible. I tried, but I was like half and half because it was too overwhelming for me. So it's like the booklets are there, information is out there. Whatever you experience, know that there's information out there that can help you. And one of the other feelings is the stress. You get stressed with any challenge that you get in life. And there are these things that you might feel physically. And what can you do when you handle stress, to handle stress? Just remember that there are things like exercise, listening to music, reading books, poems, or magazines, getting involved in hobbies. What I did was trying to do more like painting and drawing because that's what I wanted to do relaxing or meditating i don't know if you heard some of my podcasts before but i think i mentioned that i love meditating and that helped me but it felt like it helped me a lot in my treatments and it still helps me today and if you're willing to talk your feelings with someone your family and close friends if you feel like you need to do that and while i was looking in this box of memories that I even found the the re, the the actual result from the first uh, biopsy, the pathology report, where it says that I have 
invasive ductal carcinoma. Um, I think in one of the booklets, it did explain what invasive ductal, ductal carcinoma was. And there's that for me, I probably will forget the exact name. Well, I was going through my book of memories. So I found this letter that I wrote and I wrote it to some of my friends. When I found this letter, I felt like now that I'm reading it, it's, it's like I'm reading it. I don't know, it, it's just different feelings now. And I'm gonna, I think this is the, yeah, I'm gonna read it to you and let's see how it goes. I actually wrote it in September 4th, 2017. And this was, I was diagnosed in August 22nd, and this was before my surgeries. I start with saying, I hope all of you are having a good time in your lives, whatever this message finds you. I wanted to share with you guys that I was diagnosed with early stages of breast cancer two weeks ago. First of all, don't feel sorry. Be happy that it was caught in time and that is one of the cancers that has been the most researched and is one of the easiest, I put easiest in quotations, to cure because there was nothing easy about it. <laughs> there are blessings in disguise for me with this, like reconnecting with my positivity, with my real self, and making me face what I really want to do with my life. I'm calm and I'm happy, and I'll be healthy and stronger every day because of this life challenge I'm facing. I have great support from my husband, who thanks to his job, he can work from home every day if needed through, throughout this process. My mom is coming and staying with me for two months, and my sister for two weeks for the surgery. And I have lovely friends that even in the distance will be with me right by my side. I'm scheduled to have surgery on September 12th. <laughs> it didn't happen September 12th, I think, anyway. Right now, the cancer is located in the left breast, but because of the size and in order to prevent that it shows on the right side, I've decided to have a double mastectomy and breast reconstruction. Right now, I don't know yet if I'll need chemotherapy or radiation until tests come back and once the surgery is done. And in the best case scenario, all I will need to take is a pill for the next five to 10 years. And the reconstruction process can take up to six months. But if I ended up needing a different treatment, then the timeline can change. I'm happy to be in this chat group with you guys. I'm thankful to read and see all the funny things you talk about. I'll be sharing more things with you as the healing process continues and participate more. And I know I'll have down times, but I'm looking forward to the good times and what I can see happens in your life as well. Daring to be happy while facing hard times is possible. And I'm thankful every day for all my blessings. I love you all. And I know I'll be in your prayers. And you'll send me good energy and love.
I say sorry for the long message at the end. <laughs> but yeah, like this, like it's, I found this letter and it's kind of like a good reminder of the things that I'm still trying to do. I'm still trying to remain positive, especially with the fear of recurrence, to be calm with my treatments because I'm still taking the pill. And I found that writing this and reading it now is still like it applies. It applies today and in the challenges that we have had last year and this year. And that still maybe daring to be happy is I know it's a big goal and a lot of people don't even know what happy is. But with my husband, sometimes we said, well, maybe it's about, about not, not being happy. So it's like you're not sad, but you're not happy. So you're like in the middle. And that's enough. Whatever it makes you move forward or be who you are in the best way as possible. Because we're still going to struggle with stuff. Even sometimes now, I struggle with probably silly things. And I still sometimes don't understand why I got cancer. Sometimes I don't understand why COVID happened. I don't understand, like, you know, when you get old, you start, you know, getting more effects and stuff. It's starting to get more wrinkly or getting gray hairs. And it's like silly things, silly things that we struggle. But what I'm trying to remind myself now that I am getting gray hairs is that I am lucky to be getting them. I am lucky to the wrinkles that I'm getting because it definitely could have been a different story for me. And I'm just trying to practice that part of gratitude that if I'm still here is it's like it I'm speechless sometimes because we tend to remember or like point the negative stuff in our lives when there's so much that we can be grateful for. And I hope that you were able to find one, one thing today or whenever you listen to this podcast that you can be grateful for and that no matter how old you are, that like, we are lucky to get old and hopefully in good health. And I'm trying to continue the um, tradition of finding like a, a quote, a quote or a message to share at the end. It says quotes about not not being happy. The quotes that I want to leave you with today. Being happy doesn't mean that everything is perfect. It means that you've decided to look beyond the imperfections. Look beyond the imperfections for sure. And that's why I'm trying to practice that this episode doesn't need to be perfect. That Nothing is perfect in our life. 
you just to keep moving forward and i guess that's it that's it for today i hope that you got something out feel free check the facebook page facing death and living your life or the instagram account facing death and living your life i want to send your way tranquil tranquility i try to think that the positive thoughts of sending help to the world and especially you who took the time to listen hopefully you were present and we will be listening to each other on the next episode of facing death and then living your life podcast whenever that happens to remind us to keep on living and hopefully transcend